welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. We praise and we give you glory. Thank him, thank him for this morning. We give you glory and we give you praise. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You have done all things well. Receive all the praise. Receive all the glory. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. Somebody's not thanking God. Apostle Prince just told me that as part of the service, a thanksgiving service, just thank God. Thank God for the gift of life. The Bible said to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. He said a living dog is better than a dead lion. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. And we give you glory. Thank you, Father. Lift your hand and say, Father. Now, we are in flaming altars. So, you, though I know it's Sunday morning, but, you know, shake off the Sunday morning feeling and let's flow. Are you hearing me? Lift your right hand and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, give me an encounter with your word and your spirit this morning. Go ahead, clap your hands and make that prayer. Father, give me an encounter with your word. Let the clouds gather. Let there be a greater fire. Pimiko shombele taluas. La padagadi behe sombi veretai. Shoni makumbele tomba gaya. Shedegali etamba paradai. Shoni bekele taluas. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise. I was speaking on the house of mercy, but so I want us to pick as so you help me. I love you, Lord, for your mercies never fail. Who is helping me? are lifted let's take it slowly I want you to take take the first part like three times take the first part that's all right take it like three times something is already here just lift your two hands for your mercy never fails me All my days I'll be held in your hands From the moment I wake up Until I lay 
explosive so far. Very, very explosive. I've been following. I was in Bulga where with uh, our father in Lerven he stood doing a few things, but I was following. So I was telling, you know, so uh, uh, my brother uh, Reverend Amakuji. Is that the name? Yeah. You know, I can mention it better than you. You know why? <laughs> Alright. He was here with the house of the church, the house of transformation. Powerful and he defined powerfully the ecclesia, you know. And then, at, at, as if he ended the ecclesia, uh, our brother and Pastor Elvis Ajiman came again. And whilst he was also navigating, started also defining ecclesia again. All right, very powerful, very very powerful. And then he even attempted and entered a little of what Apostle wants me to teach, but it's allowed. Amen. It's allowed. I mean, it's, it's the same spirit. Amen very explosive and then as for friday i'm telling you 
You can see that a father came to the house. Come on, say a father came to the house. <laughs> you know, I have to also I have to find a way of getting uh, uh, Bishop Ediadi to church. I'm telling you, for you to be in a convention, they are talking about tight. It doesn't normally happen. It's only a father who can do that. Yeah, it's only a father. Let's appreciate him. It's only a father. Because these people understand the church. They understand the church and, and how the church should work. You know, and the way he was teaching it, I'm telling you, what a blessing. We just thank God for his life. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> it was a huge blessing. Amen. So we are here. I'm going to be teaching on the house of mercy, the church, the house of mercy. Amen. And I want you to follow me. I'll attempt to teach very shortly and we want to believe God to release. We want to cry out for mercy today. So we'll have some 10, 15 minutes where we're going to cry out unto God for his mercy, for his mercy after the teaching. Amen. I said amen. amen. Well, I came with one of our, my intercessors in church, you know, Brother Philip Gagno. Can you wave the church? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Very powerful intercessor. When we are praying, you'll be seeing visions and things. So I said you should come here and also see the beautiful church. Amen. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't only be seeing visions and dreams. You should see beautiful church, beautiful choir. One of the days, the dress they wore and the shoe. So for the thing was, was solid. And as for white, you know, we normally see white. But there was one of the days, you know, my wife normally teases me that my color, though I like colors, but when I'm describing it, the dress, the shoe was like uh, pink. And then, you know, they had some, yeah, wine, yeah, sorry, wine. I think it was a wine shoe. Oh, and then uh, wine dress and what? Uh -huh, you see, wine dress and new shoes. You see, I'm confusing there. But I was, you know, I'm telling you the picture. So for, you know, <laughs> the way, wow. So you, you, you are not only enjoying the, the, the songs, you are watching the dresses. <laughs> wow, what a powerful choir. Just appreciate the choir. Yeah. Yeah. So for, I think you, because you have been seeing them like that every time, you, did, you, you didn't appreciate the, the wine dress and the, and the what shoe nude shoe. So that's why, you know, Apostle was cautioning some of them who have been using part of the tight to buy shoes. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Because when he saw the dress, you know, it's, it's like uh, when uh, the Queen of Sheba went to see the apparel of the servants of, of uh, King Solomon, you know, and, and the way they ascended, you know, and, and the way they sat on the table, <laughs> he said, no, there was no more spirit in the man. Amen. But it's powerful. Let's appreciate the choir. Appreciate the instrumentalist. I mean, it's a powerful church. I mean, it's a powerful church. Powerful church. And what are we saying to our to now she's not a mama. She's a mama, Dr. Theodora. Mama, Dr. Mama. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not easy to be a, a, a FMD. I'm telling you. It's not easy. I'm telling you. Eh? Some people buy a doctorate degree. Uh, but this one, she learned it. She had to be carrying sometimes her baby to Kumasi. Yeah, I know things about the family that you don't know. Amen. Yeah. And so let's appreciate the woman of God. Powerful. It's powerful. What can I more say about my own brother, my friend, the apostle over this house? The apostle of Carrie's temple. Everybody stand on your feet as we appreciate the man of God. 
Put your hands together for him. Celebrate the grace of God upon his life. Celebrate the grace of God upon his life. Celebrate the grace of God upon the life of the servant of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Man of God, we salute you. And we thank God for the grace of God upon your life. Amen. Please be seated. We thank God for his life. And all the leaders who make the work easy for him. The Lord bless all of you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. All right. I want you to help me shake your neighbor to your left and your right. Tell them you are a VVIP. And I'm excited you are here. Hallelujah. All right. You know, first of all, when I, I, I told my wife about it, he said, oh, no, as for Pastor Prince, it's your brother. You know, so even, even though it's Sunday, you have to go. You see that? Um, so, so I bring you greetings from here too. Amen. Amen. And uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. That's for, he said, oh, if it's Pastor Prince, Pastor Prince, dear, oh, you have to go. You have to go. Yeah. You have to go. Amen. All right. John chapter 5. We'll, we'll, we'll pick some of them, some of the scripture on the screen for the sake of the rest of us, but some of them will just go as temple by the grace of God. And I want you to follow me because something will fall upon your life as the word is coming forth. Amen. He said, after this, there was a feast in Jerusalem, feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the ship market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. He said, in this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, of weeded, waiting for the moving of the water. He said, for an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped step in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity 30 and 8 years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered and said, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. And took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. May the Lord add his blessing to his word. Amen. Now we are teaching on the subject, the house of, you know, the, over, the overarching theme is that let the church be the church. But, you know, we are taking it in segments. And for me, the apostle said I should speak on the house of mercy. Meaning the, the church being the house of mercy. And I'm sure all of you are familiar with this scripture about in John chapter 5. It's a popular scripture that we quote a lot and I'm sure many of you have heard or read, you know, a lot of sermons come out of this, this part of the Bible. Now, in my exposition to you today, I'll be looking at this house of mercy on three levels. The revelation of the mercy of God, our response to the mercy of God, and the result of the mercy of God in our lives. The revelation of the mercy of God. Our response to the mercy of God. And then the result of the mercy of God. I want you to follow me because I believe that somebody is like that impotent man. Who have a testimony before we leave here today. Amen. The amen is still outside the building. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Now, it's important for us that as we begin to diagnose this scripture to understand how what the nature of God is. It's important for you to understand the nature of God is. You know, when you have revelation about something, it helps you to maximize whatever that thing is. Revelation is, is the doorway to manifestation. And anytime you receive revelation about anything, you begin to walk in the manifestation of the reality of that thing. And so, I, I want to begin by you know, opening you up to the revelation of, of the house of God being the place of mercy. Now, what in the nature of God makes the house of God the place of mercy? What in the nature of God makes the house of God the house of mercy? And I want you to, to follow me with a lot of hunger. Follow me with a lot of hunger. Now, you look at God in his dealings with mankind and throughout his dealings with mankind, he reveals a particular nature of his. Now, even though God, every one of us knows that God is love, the expression of his love is seen in the demonstration of his mercy and his goodness to us everywhere we find ourselves. So, even though we say that God is love, the way he manifests his love to us many of the times is in the demonstration of his mercy. So, even in the Old Testament, when you look at the law, in Exodus chapter 20 from verse 4, when God began to give them instructions concerning how they should relate with him, he began to tell them who his nature was. He said, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or the likeness of anything that is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. He said, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, am a jealous God. Listen. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers unto the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. But look at this place. He said, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments he was expressing his nature to them even at the very beginning even in the place of the law he showed that no i am not just a, a hard task master there is a place in me which is the place of mercy so even though I will visit the iniquity of the fathers unto the children, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, I will show mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Now, so when he gave this to Moses, as if that was not enough, he wanted to convince Moses more about who he was. And so in Exodus chapter 34, from verse 5 to 7, look at what he said again about himself. He said, and he descended on the mount on, in the cloud and stood with him and there proclaimed the name of the Lord. Look at the name of the Lord. There he proclaimed the name of him. He said, and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. Look at his name. He said, the Lord. The Lord God. What is the first description of him? Merciful. The Lord. The Lord God. Merciful and gracious. Long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. So in this case, he reversed the equation. He showed them first the side of his mercy before the side of his judgment. In Exodus chapter 20, he showed them the side of his judgment and the side of his mercy. He said, look at it. And he proclaimed his name. What is the name? The Lord, the Lord God. Merciful, 
gracious, long-suffering, abandoned in goodness and in, and in truth. Uh -huh. Verse 7. This, you see, keeping mercy for thousands. The other one says, showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandment. Here he said, keeping mercy for thousands. Forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that, and that will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the children upon the of the children upon their fathers to the third and the fourth generation. Now, this is how God decided to reveal himself to them, even in the dispensation of the law. Even in the dispensation of the law, he revealed himself as a God full of mercy, abundant and plenteous in mercy. Psalm 103 verse 8. Trying to lay a foundation, then we jump into the main scripture. Psalm 103 verse 8 quickly. He said the Lord is merciful. Can we read that together? It's a mixture of teaching. You know, flaming altars, we don't only come and shout. You try, you have to teach and then you add some fire so the people are informed and inspired at the same time. Is that okay? Can we read this together? I want to go. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. What in mercy? Plenteous in mercy. That is the nature of God that he revealed to them even in the old covenant. Now, your salvation and my salvation is rooted on, in the mercy of God. So, look at the Bible in Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 6. He said, you have been quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. According as you walked in time past. Alright? Thank you. Where you, that, you were, according to the prince of the power of the earth, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Among whom also you had your conversation in time past. In the last of the flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath. Just like others. But look at what he said. But God. Come on say but God. Shout it, but God. He said, but God who is rich in mercy. For his great love, why will he love us? Even when we were dead in trespasses and sins, have quickened us together with Christ and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show forth the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. But God, come on, say, but God, who is rich in mercy. You just saw in 103, Psalm 103, verse, he said, God is plenteous in mercy. Here he said, God is what? Rich in mercy. It's not only plenty, he's rich in mercy. So when we're saying that, you see, you need to understand. When you understand this revelation about the, the mystery of the mercy of God, as he relates to his house, you know, some of you are walking in some guilt that has followed you in from your past and it's, 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 it's showing forth in your present. It is because you don't understand the revelation of the mercy of God. Are you hearing me? There are things that people used to judge you and there are things that are in your past. But listen, today, I declare every voice of condemnation around your life and your destiny by the force of the mercy of God. We overrule every voice of condemnation. If you are in the church, say, I hear you. Every voice of condemnation is overruled. Amen. By the force of the mercy of God. The force of the mercy of God. Look at the God's nature. So, now, let's jump into this, this, 
Do you know that even when he asked them to build the tabernacle, there was one thing that was significant. You see, your pastor is full of revelation. I don't know why he chose the topics like the house of transformation, house of uh, the church, God's hospital. All right. As for Papa, I think he took his, his own, this thing. That's great. Of course, that's how it has to be, you know. <laughs> all right. Then, then I'm continuing the house of mercy. Now look at when he, he, he gave them a portrait of himself. When he said they should build the ark that represented himself and his presence in the midst of the Israelites. When he gave them the instruction in Exodus chapter 25. Now, because of time, we cannot read all of it. All right, So I'll paraphrase some, but the key ones, I will let you, I'll, I'll let you look at it. So when you look at Exodus chapter 25, you can write it down. From verse 10 to verse 22, he gave a commandment for them to build the ark. The ark of testimony. What represented the very presence of God in the midst of the children of Israel. Now, when they were built, yeah, so you can see from verse 10, you know, it goes on and on. But let, let me look at it. And they shall make an ark of sheeting wood, two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof, all right? But let's not worry ourselves with all of this. But jump to verse, verse 21 of this same scripture. Look at it, look at it. After he gave them the description of the ark of the covenant, and everything that they should make so that it will represent his presence with them. Look at what he said. Look at what he said. Look at what he said. He said, and thou shalt put the mercy seat above upon the ark. Where will the mercy seat be sitting? Above. Please, where will the mercy seat be sitting? Then you shall put the mercy seat above upon the ark. But in the ark, thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. In other words, the commandments, you know, the ordinances, those ones you can put in the ark. But as for my mercy, in order that I can deal with my people on the base of mercy, let the mercy seat be above the ark. Are you hearing me at all? So God, when he's dealing with you and I, he deals with us from the place of the mercy seat. Are you hearing me? Now look at it, verse 22. Now look at verse 22. He said, and there will I do what? Meet with thee. What will happen? There, come on, say there. Yeah. The, where you have placed the message above the ark, the testimony inside the ark, there at the place of the message, that's where I will meet with thee and I will commune with thee above the message seat from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony of all things which I will give you in commandment unto the children of Israel. So, even in the old covenant, God revealed himself to them as a God plenteous in mercy abundant in mercy so when they were constructing his house the one that signified his presence in the old testament there was no church it was the act of the testimony the act of the covenant and that one he said this is how you should do it place the mercy seat above the ark he said there I will meet with you and there will I commune with you listen May mercy meet with you after this conversion. Are you hearing me at all? I said, may you meet with mercy after this alabagadila hasaya, after flaming altars. May somebody have an encounter with the mercy of the Lord in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shout mercy. May you have an encounter with the mercy of God. He said, there will I meet with you and I will commune with you. 
not in the ark where the testimony, the commandments, the laws and the ordinances are. No. I will meet with you above the ark where the mercy seat is. That's where I will meet with you and that's where I will come in with you. Haven't you heard even the book of Isaiah? It is of the laws. He said, this I recall to mind. Therefore, I have hope. He said, it's of the lost mercies that we are not consumed. For his compassions fail not. He said, they are new every morning. And great is his faithfulness. May somebody meet with the mercy of God after this session. Are you hearing me? You will collide with the personality of mercy. That's what will happen to you. You will meet with the mercy of God. The mercy of God. Listen, let me tell you, you, you cannot qualify for everything. No, 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 no. Tell your neighbor, you can never qualify for everything. Now, let me tell you, you know, beautiful sisters, some of the husbands God will give you, you cannot qualify for the husbands. Are you here? Have you seen a woman walking with another man? Then people will say, how did he choose that girl? Have you heard it before? Yeah. Have you seen also a guy walking with a lady and they say, ah, how did this guy, this lady agree to marry this guy? Have you heard that before? What is the answer? Mercy. You got it. What is the answer? Mercy. 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 Now, what is mercy? Mercy is pardon. Say pardon. What is mercy? Mercy means clemency. Say clemency. Mercy means exemption. Say exemption. You know, mercy can, can also mean favor. Say favor. Mercy can also mean grace. Say grace. Yeah. Pardon. Exemption. Clemency. Favor. Grace. Exemption. Every one of them is mercy. 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 And the house of God, I just showed even in the old covenant, what was principal in the ark hmm? was the mercy seat. The mercy seat. The mercy seat. He said, that is where, where I will meet with you and I will commune with you. Because if I want to look at the commandments and the judgments, you will not qualify. You cannot, listen, you cannot qualify. You will fail. You will fall short. So I need to meet with you on the mercy seat. That's where I'll meet with you and that's where I'll commune with you. So Jesus, the person of mercy, was walking here on the earth. You know, that mercy seat represented the presence of God in their midst. It was the, when they were even doing sacrifices, they had to take the sacrifice. If you read Leviticus chapter 16, I told you that if you want to read other scriptures, the time will beat us, okay? So I'll give you some of them. You write it down when you go home, you read, okay? Uh -huh. Yeah. Be like Berea. Carrie's temple Christians are Berea Christians. After the pastor has come to preach, they go back home, they investigate whether what the pastor is saying it is in the Bible or not. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Yes, so that we can save some time, all right? Now, even the, on the day of atonement, the place where they place the blood, the blood, the blood of the scapegoat, both the goat and the lamb, they, 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 they put that blood on the mercy seat. Where do they put the blood? On the mercy seat. Not anywhere in the tabernacle, on the mercy seat. On the mercy seat. That's where the blood, so that mercy seat was what the, the sacrifices that they, they were offering unto God, it was on the mercy seat they did it. It signified the presence of God in their midst. The mercy seat. I'm saying that to you so that I'll fast track it into the New Testament. Who our mercy seat now is. Are you hearing me? 
Are you hearing me? Now, you see, these messages I'm talking about, for some of you who, who will say, oh, but pastor, you are quoting Old Testament, Old Testament. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 9. When you read 1 to 12, it's quite long. But, yeah, so it's talking about the sanctuary and, and all that he gave them to do. But come to verse 5, where he talks about the message seat. Verse 5. Verse 5. Look at it. And over it, cherubims of glory, shadowing, the, shadowing what? The mercy seat. Of which we cannot now speak particularly. It means that it, it's a mystery. Alright. But in verse 11 and 12, he began to give, you know, what in the new covenant represents the mercy seat. Verse 11. But Christ, after he gave the description of the tabernacle, he now said, but Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Uh huh. Quickly. No, 12, please. You were at 11, now you're going to 6. Neither by the blood of bulls and goats, but by the blood, by his own blood, he entered it once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. In other words, what the message represented, the location and the sacrifices, was replaced by the coming of Christ himself. He himself became the sacrifice. He himself became the Christ being come as a perfect and greater tabernacle, not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of bulls and goats, but by his own blood, he entered once and for all into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. He said, for it's impossible that the blood of bulls and goats, look at 13 quickly, for if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an high-five sprinkling the unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unto God without, without, without God. He said, patch your conscience from dead works to save the living God. So Jesus came to replace both the, 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 the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat and everything that he represented. Jesus came and by his sacrifice, he, he became the mercy seat. He became the sacrifice for us. I sp I'm speaking like a Nigerian now. For us. Say for us. Yeah, for us. Hallelujah. Now, so based on that revelation, he now, after these things, there was a feast in Jerusalem. And Jesus went up where we started from. James, John chapter 5. I beg your pardon. John chapter 5. Now, after, after you've received this background, after this thing, Jesus, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Alright? Now, I want to take this and break it down for you. This scripture is a pivotal scripture if we are talking about the house of mercy. Pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. Now, after now, there are three main feasts of the Jews. The feast of Passover, the feast of Tabernacles, and the feast of Pentecost. Are you here with me so far? Now, this feast, Bible scholars believe unanimously. I'm looking at your pastor, I'm smiling. He knows why I'm smiling. They believe that this was the feast of the Passover. The feast of what? The one that signified their, their exodus from Egypt where they killed the Passover lamb, the Paschal lamb, and then they, were able, they, they left, and they had to eat their bread unleavened. This is what it represented. Now, but Jesus, so look at it. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
Now, what feast was it? It was the feast of the Passover. Now, who is the Passover for us in the New Testament? First, First Corinthians 5, 7. He said, now therefore, so the one at the, at the back, you know, you are used to me, we'll be jumping out of the scripture and coming in, okay? Purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lamp, as ye are unliving. For what? Read the, read the last part. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So the feast that he attended, he was the feast. Who was the feast? Who was the feast? He was the feast of the Passover. Are you hearing me so far? Now let's go back to the, the book, the book of John chapter 5. I want to push it quickly because I want us to have some small time to pray. Amen. Now, when you hear, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. What is Jerusalem? If you have, I've done a little Hebrew. Okay. Yeah. When you say Jerusalem, it, it means founded peaceful. Founded what? The meaning of Jerusalem is founded peaceful. So the man of the Passover was at the place called founded peaceful. Now who is called the prince of peace? Who is called the prince of peace? So the feast himself was there. The one that represented Jerusalem. He said now unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called wonderful counselor. Everlasting father. Prince of peace. He said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. In this world you have tribulations. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. The man of peace was at the place of peace. And he was the Passover. Then let's go to verse 2. He said, he said, now there is a Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool. Say the sheep market. Come on, say the sheep market. Now, what is the sheep market? In Nehemiah chapter 3 from verse 1. And 32, you don't really need to read it. Write it down and go and look at it in the house. Nehemiah 3, 1 and 32. Am I moving too fast, please? Is he okay? Thank you very much. Okay. Now, the sheep gate was the place where all the animals that they were going to use for sacrifice in the temple, it was the place that they passed. Now, there were many gates to the temple. The dung gate, the fish gate, the fountain gate, where we have our name. But this was the sheep gate. Now, so he... Jesus in John chapter 10 verse 5 he said I am the door of the sheep in other words the gate where the animals pass for the sacrifice I am that door I, I am what? <laughs> verse 7 I beg your pardon verse 7 quickly let's come, come just try and flow with me quickly from the moment that I wake up till I lay my head yeah, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yeah, look at it. Verily, verily, I say, I am the door of the sheep. In other words, the sheep gate, where they pass to bring the animals to the temple, I am that sheep gate. So go back to John chapter 5. He said, Now there was uh, by the, look at it, at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool, which in the Hebrew tongue is called Bethesda, having five porches. Everybody agrees that this term Bethesda means the house of mercy. Say the house of mercy. Come on, say the man of mercy was in the house of mercy. <laughs> say it again. Say the man of mercy was in the house of mercy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the sheep gate. I am the door of the sheep. I am what? The door of the sheep. 
So here there was by the market a pool. Come on, say a pool. In the Hebrew tongue, it is called Bethesda, having five porches. Say five porches. Come on, say five porches. Come on, say five porches. Now, what does this represent? Five porches. Five porches. Five is the number of what? Mercy or grace. Grace. So you see, the man of mercy was in the place of mercy with the channels of mercy. With the channels of what? There is at Jerusalem by the ship gate a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, the house of mercy, having five porches. Look at the number. So when you hear the number five in the Bible, it, it talks about grace, mercy. It talks about completeness. It talks about victory. Completeness, victory, freedom. Now, do you remember that David took five stones and he used only one to finish Goliath? You remember Elisha was angry with Joash and said you should have stricken the ground five or six times and you have complete victory. Do you remember the five wise virgins as opposed to the five foolish ones? Do you remember them? Do you remember Jesus took five loaves of bread, multiplied it, and had 5,000 and fed beside women and children. He fed all of them. Do you remember that one? Five. That's why I said it's not only grace, completeness. Freedom. What I mentioned four. Grace. Mercy, completeness, freedom, victory. Five. He was at the five points. Let's go quickly. Let's go. Let's go. I want to just show you. In this lay a multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, of widowed, waiting for the moving of the water. You see, when we come to church, my people, my Pastor Elvis, Pastor Maguji, all of them emphasize it. Listen, this place is a place for people with issues. People with what? He said, there lay all manner, look at it, a multitude of what? Impotent folks, of halt, of blind, waiting for the moving of the water. Let me see your hand if you don't have any issue in the church. You, you, are, you, you don't have any issue. Lift your hand. Is there anybody who doesn't have any issue at all? Every one of us has an issue, including the one preaching to you. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Now, you see, if you hear pastors, their issue, you'll be comforted. It's just that they don't tell you. Yeah, I'm telling you. They do that to encourage. But if you hear some pastors, their issue, you'll be troubled. Maybe you receive comfort. They say, oh, and you, and you mean Kwan. <laughs> In this lay a great body of important folk of blind, of her with with dead, waiting for the moving of the water. Okay, let's go. The moving of the water. He said, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever first out of the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Now, who is that angel? Isaiah 3 verse 9. Isaiah 3 verse 9. He said, in all the affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and his pity, he redeemed them and bare them and carried them all the days of old. Jesus is the angel of his presence. Who is, who is Jesus? in all the affliction so you see in their impotency in their withered state in their halt state he was afflicted and the angel of his presence he was the one that was coming at that time but let's go back to the John scripture quickly let's go to the John scripture I just want you to see here verse 5 quickly and 
a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years, 30 and 8 years. Ask your neighbor, how long have you been in your situation? How long have you been in your situation? That disappointment, that delay, that, 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 that form of, that, 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 that delay, that disappointment, that disgrace, that shame, that thing around you. How long have you been in it? How long? Ask your neighbor, how long have you been in it? He may not give you an answer, but just ask him, how long have you been in it? Maybe there's a lady here who is 38 and, and, and throughout her life, one man comes and, and goes. One man comes and goes. And at the age of 38, she cannot settle. But today may be the day for that woman here or online. You will meet with the man of mercy. Are you hearing me at all? Shall we are in the house of mercy? And the man of mercy is in our midst. I, I, I shout that we are in the house of mercy. And the man of mercy is in our midst. Is in our midst. Listen, I said, be sensitive. We are not just preaching, we are imparting grace. What are we doing? Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. A certain man was there with 38 years. Uh huh. Let's go quickly. When Jesus saw him lie, you know, the man of mercy knows that for concerning certain areas of your life, you are lying. You are not up, you are lying. When he saw him, I knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said, Would thou be made whole? Would thou be made whole? Let's go quickly. Let's go. The impotent man answered, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another stepped before me. Verse 8. He said, Jesus said, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately, say immediately, the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Now, I read it so that I can compress something and then we move. Listen, listen. I showed you that Jesus was that ship gate. As I told you that the explanation of Jerusalem, the founded, founded peaceful, referred to Jesus. I showed you that he was the entrance to the ship gate. Now, what about the pool? The pool, the pool, the pool. I showed you that he was also the angel. Did I show you that? When you read John chapter 7, he stood, he said, on that day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and said, whosoever is thirsty, come ye to the waters. He said, he, he said, he that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He said, this ye of the spirit, for the spirit was not given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. He was, in that instance, he was referring to himself as the pool. As the what? Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. As the pool. And if you are not convinced, he said that he might sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word. Who is the word? Who is the word? Who is the word? So the man of mercy was at the place of mercy. And the angel of mercy was at the, at, at the season of mercy. But this man did not have an idea. He said, will you be made whole? He began to do tobe tobe. Say, I have no man. When the water is there to put me into the water. But before I come, another step up down before me. He said, listen, I know your state. I know your condition. But I am the man of mercy. You are not qualified. You don't deserve what you are asking for. You are not qualified to have it. In fact, you don't have the expertise. You don't have the qualification. But I am the man of mercy. Rise. Take up your bed 
and walk. Listen, in this Fleming Altars Conference, I hear the voice of the man of mercy. Any limitation in any area of your life, whether you are important in a particular area, you are withered, you are hurt in any area, I hear the voice of the man of mercy. He said you are not qualified. You don't deserve it. But I grant unto you pardon. Rise. Take up your bed and walk right now. In the area of limitation around your life, may the mercy of God come through for you now. Shout mercy seven times. Mercy, 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 mercy. Jesus is the man of mercy, and he was at the place of mercy. The man of mercy was at the place of what? I said the man of mercy was at the place of what? Listen, may you find mercy after today. Yeah. Mercy. Mercy. You know, that is the revelation of mercy. Now, how do we respond to mercy? How do we respond? This is what, you see, say, tell somebody, let the church be the church. <laughs> now, are you understanding me so far? Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. You know, in Fleming Altars, we, we push aside our preaching abilities and we teach. Because here, if you don't teach well in the Fleming Altars, you won't come again. You have to be able to teach well. So, am I teaching well? Are you flowing with me? Say, the man of mercy is in the house of mercy. And I will find mercy today. Hallelujah. What is our response? Number one, we must receive the mercy of God. Some of you don't know how to receive God's mercy. You are in the house of mercy, the place of mercy, and with the person of mercy. But like that man, he said, will thou be made whole? He said, sir, I have no man. Uh, he gave all the wrong answer, I have no man. Look at the answer. You are the man of mercy. Is at the place of mercy. And it's the season of mercy. They said, will you be made whole? He said, I have no man. And there are many of you, when you look around you and the things that are going on around you, Sometimes you, you realize that I am inadequate. I am not sufficient. I cannot do this thing that I want to do. That is why we have mercy. That's why we have all. Lift you and say, I receive the mercy of God. Say, after this flaming altar conference, I am a candidate of mercy. Listen, I, listen, I hear from my spirit. Somebody is enjoying exemption right now. Divine exemption because of the mercy of God. You are receiving divine exemption. There is something that should have come to you as a punishment for something else. But receive the mercy of God. I said, may the mercy of God prevail even over judgment. You believe it, say, I hear you. Receive the man of mercy. Receive him. Look at now. Just let's let's diagnose this man a little. Let's diagnose him a little. Number one, he didn't even know Jesus. Did he know Jesus? Did the man know Jesus? Now, as a matter of fact, if you read a little down, the Pharisees met him and asked him, Who made you? Who asked you to take up your bed on the Sabbath? They say, I, I don't know him. So the man was actually a sinner. He didn't know Jesus. When they asked him, he said, No, I don't know him. Number one, so he was a sinner. He didn't know Jesus. Another thing about the man is that, listen, 
the protocol for people being healed that is the water being stirred and they stepping in the protocol and the procedure was bypassed so he didn't know Jesus the process too was bypassed he was actually a sinner he did not deserve the healing but the man of mercy who was in the house of mercy looked at him and said thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion what is Zion? the church of God for the time to favor her yea the set time is come I hear in the spirit somebody said time of favor has just come your time of mercy has just come I said your time of mercy has just come you are the one I'm talking about give him a shout to receive mercy you see some of you are too calculated you are too calculated tell him yeah relax a little tell him relax a little relax a little you see i have to do these things at this time i have to do this you know you know me if a guy comes and he doesn't appear serious let him pass you know what is this everything my sister relax a little <laughs> my, my brother relax a little amen Mercy is for the unqualified. It's for the unprepared, the undeserving. The unqualified, the unprepared, the undeserving. The guy received cheap mercy at the place of mercy. May mercy locate you. I said, may mercy locate you. He didn't qualify. Learn to receive God's mercy. Learn to receive what? But the other side, which is a difficulty in the church, which I want, I want to stay a little, and then we get back into prayer, is that listen, Many of us, even though we, are, we, we have received mercy, many of us don't know how to give out mercy. Now lift your head now. That is why some of us cannot enjoy and continue enjoying mercy. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7, he said, Blessed are the merciful. What will happen to them? You are talking, yeah. You are truly following, Pastor. Yeah, that's correct. If you are clapping, clap. Don't do your hand like that. <laughs> <laughs> blessed are who the merciful for what will happen to them they shall obtain mercy they shall obtain listen some of some people have some he said will tell you listen this thing you have done this is the end of it this thing this is the end e. tell anybody take take it take it you, you take it easy take it easy take it easy Say we are people of mercy. We are people of mercy. We are people of mercy. People of mercy. Relax a little. Relax a little. If God stretches the same line for you, can you stand? Look at there's a dangerous scripture in James chapter 2, verse 13. James 2 James 2 13. It's a very I want you to read it. Look at it. One, two, go. Read that. I want you to read it. James 2 13. One, two, go. For he shall have judgment without mercy. Are you reading that? <laughs> Read it again. One, two, go. Uh -huh. He shall have judgment without mercy who have shown no mercy. So if you are an unmerciful person, you are on the way of judgment. You and judges will be sleeping. 
he shall have that without mercy for he, who have shown no mercy tell him show me mercy show me some mercy show me mercy there were two people in the Bible I want to wrap so that we pray there were two people in the Bible two kings one of them had a revelation of the mercy of God the other one didn't have a revelation of the mercy of God because of that one of them his kingdom was truncated the other one despite the mistakes he made he still continued and continued and up to today there is something we call the sure mercies of David Saul and David look at the kind of sins they committed Saul, Saul you know did not take did not kill somebody and took the, and, to, and, and took the wife did he do that Saul did not count the people and provoke God's wrath and people died by heart he didn't do that he only disobeyed one two three times are you hearing me but he did not have an understanding of the mercy of God so anytime he made a mistake instead of falling on the mercy of God he will he will tell Samuel please honor me before the people honor me before the people when he disobeyed God and, and did not kill the king of Agag first Samuel chapter 15 all right from verse 24 to 30 because of time let's paraphrase listen when he did that he said I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words because I feared the people because I did what I feared the people and obeyed their voice uh -huh. now therefore I pray thee pardon my sin and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord mm -hmm. and Samuel said unto Saul I will not return with thee thou hast rejected the word of the Lord and the Lord has rejected thee from being king over Israel. Mm -hmm. And as Samuel turned about to go, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and it rent quickly. And Samuel said unto him, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and have given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. Mercy. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for it's not a man that he should lie nor repent. Mm -hmm. Look at what he said. Verse 30. Read the, can we read the verse 30 together? Then he said, I have sinned, yet do what now? I pray thee before the elders of my people and before Israel and turn again with me that I may worship the Lord thy God. Now, you are in an error. Instead of falling on God's mercy, he said, turn with me and honor me before the elders of Israel. He was concerned about the honor of the people, the elders of Israel. Now look at his neighbor who was better than him. In 2 Samuel 24. 2 Samuel 24. So David made a mistake and counted the people. God was angry. He sent, he sent a prophet Nathan to come and give him a divine sentence. He said, choose three things. I think from verse 23, 24. Go there quickly. Are you following me? No, go up a little. 21, 21. Uh -huh. He committed a blunder. Now, he said, he said, look for that for me. He said, Nathan came and said, choose seven years of famine. Three months where your enemies will be chasing you about and the sword of your enemy will be with, with you. Or three days of pestilence in the land. Get that quickly. Three days of pestilence. He said, choose it. Choose among these three. Choose among these three. And then I will go and tell the Lord. Can you imagine the judgment? Have you seen it? I, I want the people of God to say it quickly. Do you know this old song as he's, as he's looking for the scripture? Mercy say no. Yeah. I don't want to let you slip away. Yeah. 
clap for this choir. Clap for this choir. It's a very prophetic choir. Hallelujah. So God came to David and told him and said unto him, Shall seven years of famine come unto thee in thy land? Or will thou flee three months before thy enemies? What I, what I, what I, was, what I quoted to you, but I just wanted you to see it. Look at it. Or that there be three days pestilence in thy land. Now advise and see what answer I shall return to him that sent me. Advise which one you choose. Look at the answer David gave. Look at the answer. Look at it. And David said unto God, I don't care about the elders around. Look at it. I am in a great strait. Let us fall now into the hand of the Lord. For what? Let me fall where? Let me fall where? Let me fall where? Let me fall where? In the hand of the Lord. For great, I have made a mistake and I deserve the punishment. But I know the God of mercy who is abundant in mercy and plenteous in mercy. Let me rather fall into the hand of the Lord for great are his mercies. And let me not fall into the hand of man. He survived it. He did what? I declare by the mercy of God that which is troubling other people, you will survive it. I said you will survive it. I said you will survive it. I said you will survive it. Listen. So, receive mercy and release mercy. That's what I was just Receive mercy. Learn how to receive mercy. Do you Learn how to what? Receive mercy. And learn how to give mercy. Learn how to receive mercy. And learn how to give mercy. That's how we respond to mercy. Amen. He said, look at it. There's a strange scripture. He said, for the children not yet being born. Romans chapter 9, promise 11. The children not being born, neither having done any good or evil, but that the purpose of God concerning election might stand. He said... Jacob I love, Esau I hate. He said, is there unrighteousness with God? He said, God forbid. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion upon whom I will have compassion. So he said, therefore, it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but it's of God that showeth mercy. Go to verse 18. Verse 18. Therefore, have he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will he had the earth now 21 21 so 20 go 22 what if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted for destruction so there are vessels of wrath mercy cannot reach them did you see that what if God willing to show his wrath and to make his mouth known and deal with much of the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? But look at where you are. You are on the other side, 23. 23. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on who? Come on, put your hand on your chest. I am a vessel of mercy. Come on, shout it. I am a vessel of mercy. Shout it again. I am a vessel of mercy. I'm 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 a vessel of what? Mercy. I'm a vessel of mercy. I'm, I'm wrapping up. That's what I'm saying. I'm a say, listen, I want you to beat your chest. Say, I am a vessel of mercy. I am a candidate of mercy. Say, the church is a house of mercy. Jesus is the man of mercy. He's the man of mercy. He's the man of mercy. 
is the man of mercy. Listen, there is nobody who cried out for mercy in the New Testament who didn't receive Jesus' attention. That's why I will give you 10 minutes to begin to cry out for the mercy of God. To cry out for what? So I said revelation, response, and the result. The result is that mercy results in restoration. Mercy brings restoration. So revelation, I've shown you a lot of scripture on revelation. The revelation of God's mercy, number two, our response. So we receive mercy so we can give mercy. And I gave you the example of Saul and David. Now the result is that mercy brings wholeness. You know, some people, when they say they have mercy on you, it means that they are feeling pity for you. Eh? They have compassion on you. But he cannot help you. Have you seen people like that? <laughs> you know, he's, he has mercy on you, but he cannot help you. But the, the mercy that Jesus offers to us is not pity. It's not just com com compassion. When he looked at the man, he said, will thou be made whole? He began to do tobe tobe. He said, now rise, take up thy bed and walk. Did he walk or not? So the mercy of God is not pity. It is, it is pity with action. It is compassion with action. It is, it is benevolence with action. So it results in wholeness. Say wholeness. Come on, say wholeness. Any area of your life you are seeking wholeness, stand on your feet. Because if you keep sitting, I'll, I'll keep talking. Stand. Jesus. 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 The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.